Well, here we are, Adelaide United family. Welcome back. The Pitch Podcast. Jared here, uh, joined by the power couple of the Isuzu Ute A-League Men's and Liberty A-League Women's Competition, fresh from a World Cup break. We'll talk about all that in a second. Oh, it's very exciting to be back here in Australia, and um, Pop has just broken the microphone, which is a brilliant start, Alex Popovich, Amelia Murray. Thank you very much for joining me, guys. How are we? Good, yeah, it's good. my pleasure being on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, this is one of the only times we have had uh, two people on the podcast before. So um, I think the last time we had Javi Lopez and Juan Day on together, which was great. You guys will be better than that, which is uh, amazing. Um, let's go to you first. Amelia, congratulations. Uh, first game of the season, you score a goal, which is awesome. And uh, it's been a really good start to the season for uh, the women for Adelaide United. Um, we saw Fiona Wirtz dancing, which she loves doing after a successful result. Um, what do you take away from the weekend's match and what confidence does it give you going into this weekend? Yeah, no, I think we've had a great start. The girls, like, it's the best of teams I've ever been. We're all one family. We're all having so much fun and you can just see that on the pitch. It seems like these games are the most important that they've ever been for your team because... The past two years, we've played a bit of catch-up, so we've needed to win some of our final games or get points to make sure that we make finals. And um, in in my view, the focus from Stents has been, if we can bank some points now before Christmas, um, it's going to make things a little bit easier. Do you find that that's something which is a really important factor into match day? Yeah, definitely. Like, a good start is the best of the season. And it's easier to just have those points already there so you're not stressed every game. And, yeah, no, I think it's good. We've got a game against Wellington Phoenix, um, a, a doubleheader, and Wellington are a relatively new side when it comes into um, the Liberty A-League women. But they're obviously going to learn from their experiences last year and you can't take them lightly, especially when you're playing away from home. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I was even talking about it with Paige, like the amount of travel that they have to do it's going to be a good trip. Yeah, I'm very excited. Popper, for you, um, I mean, uh, it would be an understatement to say it's pretty disappointing, the result against Brisbane over the weekend. Yeah, you take a point, but three points were there for the taking with some, um, I, I guess, some errors defensively, um, let's be honest. And um, I guess um, a few areas where we need to address before we look at taking on Phoenix too. What, what are your, some of your views from the match on the weekend? Oh, 100%. Um, it's very disappointing not getting the three points, especially getting a red card so late and then penalty last minute. But I feel like, especially this week, um, we all accepted the issues of like, what happened and then I reckon we're going to take it in our stride, really. like We're ready to bounce back, especially going to Wellington where we could have got three points again, especially they had ten men. So I feel like we're going to grab that two points back this week and I f- feel like we can get three points. Do you have to prepare physically for what the conditions are going to be like? Because obviously when we played Wellington earlier in the season, it was their first time back at home for a really long time. But for anyone that has uh, been to the cake tin before, you know that it's really windy and that can affect the ball when it's in the air. It can affect your preparation. It might be cold. Like, How do you actually start acclimatising once you get to the venue? I don't know, you can't really prepare for it, especially the wind. It's going in every direction. Like one minute it's going left and it's right. So you just got to work on your judgment. And I guess like over time, you like deal with, like you learn how to judge the ball and then 
yeah, you just got to just hope for the best. And then. Was it bad timing that the FIFA World Cup happened? Because we were on a roll, and before the World Cup, obviously, we get that brilliant result against Melbourne, victory at home, momentum was building, players were in form, and then we had to stop for a few weeks. And I think for, for some, um, there's only so much training you can do, but unless you're playing matches, like I, I feel that it's a, it's a good thing to have a break, but when we have momentum, sometimes it can be uh, work the other way. <laughs> Oh, 100%. Like, I remember we came back, trained for a few days before we went on that break, and all the lads looked so sharp, and it felt like we could play, like, the next day. And it's just really disappointing. But it's also good, like, mentally refreshing, just having an extra, I guess, little extended break to spend some time with the family because we're not going to be playing for another, like, three, four weeks. So Mm. it's good having a break, and I reckon the lads deserve it after, what, like, the one of the best starts we've had. So let's quickly talk about the World Cup because um, our very own Craig Goodwin, our captain, he scores. Uh, we'll say that the own goal was his goal as well. So let's just say he scored twice. But uh, former Adelaide United players, um, Aware Mabil, Riley McGree, we could, Matthew Leckie, a former Adelaide United player as well. Um, did you get up and watch some of the games, Popper, or did you check the results in the morning? Oh, I watched every Australia game and also Serbia because that's where my background's from. But, like, I only watched the big games. Like, um, what were the games? Yeah, I can't remember on the top of my head, but, like... That's because you were half asleep because it was early in the morning. Exactly. But, <laughs> yeah, a lot of I just watched the highlights, the mini-matches, the replays on SBS. Yeah, and what about you, Amelia? Obviously, you've, you've already experienced um, a national representation, which is great for you. The Matildas are playing in, you know, a few months' time. So we're going to have a, a Matildas match um, in Australia prior to the Women's World Cup. But we've got a World Cup in Australia. Do you watch the Men's World Cup and start to build up the excitement for the Women's World Cup? Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, no, nah, I wake up early sometimes or I just rely on Alex to keep me updated on what's happening. But yeah, no, nah, it's so good watching that level of football and just even just taking some things out of that for your own game. Does that get you even more excited to see, um, I guess, I was, I was over in Qatar, but then I was watching what was happening in Adelaide to see all of the fans come together um, all around Australia to watch the Socceroos. But we know that with the World Cup being in Australia, we're going to have that support for the women here too. For someone like yourself who's just starting your career, but you've already got a bit of a taste of what it's like, you can see a clear pathway and the growth of football, especially for women. Yeah, no, of course. Seeing like the videos of people in like the cities or watching the games at night and everybody jumping off and celebrating, yeah, it's just, it's so exciting. And how does it make you feel pop up? Because you, you obviously have loved football your whole life. We have a lot of bandwagoners that, that jump on board now because Australia is doing well, but it's a, it's a really difficult thing at times because obviously we'd love to say that football is the number one sport in Australia. Um, there are some other sports that people like, but to see everybody celebrate it, I, I feel it's a good opportunity to get more fans to our games. So hopefully the ones that watch the Socceroos or the Matildas, they go, oh, wow, I can go and watch Adelaide United player. I can go and see Craig Goodwin in Adelaide or if, you know Jenna McCormick to go and play for Adelaide United as well. Oh, definitely, especially, like, seeing a lot of the A-League boys doing really well, like Goody. He was matching it with, like, the world-class players. You got to do that as well, though, remember? So yeah. let's quickly break it down when you got to play in um, the A-League All-Stars match, okay? Because there are a few players that were playing for Barcelona, like Dembele, who was playing for Barca at the time. There's a, a handful that, that you got to share the same pitch with, which is 
pretty surreal. Are you able to talk us through how this A-League All-Stars appearance came about and um, I guess what you took out of that and whose shirt you got? Um, honestly, I was really shocked when I got... Because we just lost the game in Melbourne and we were on the plane back. And then I remember Cosmina, he just came up to me like, do you want to go to the All-Stars? And I thought he was like, taking the piss. <laughs> <laughs> Because, like, we, I, don't, I, I don't know. And they're like, like, you're joking, right? And I just ignored him. And he asked me a few more times. And I just, like, just brushed it off my shoulder. And, like, he asked one more time. And I was like, like, of course I would go. Are you being serious? He's like, yeah, I'm being serious. I'm not joking. And then, yeah, that night we rocked up in Adelaide 11.30. And I remember I had to go through the boot bag with um, Nesta and Issa. And we are like, trying to find our boots we had to leave. So this is all of your boots from the game in Melbourne. They're all in that bag. You had to grab yours. Yeah, because yeah. like, I, was, I wasn't thinking like I was going to All-Stars. So like we all put our boots, went on the plane, and then we're like, unloading. And I had to like go through all the bags because we had to leave like 6 a.m. the next morning, 7 a.m. And yeah, like, it was crazy. What was your feelings? Because you obviously got to go on the pitch, which is great. Because there was a, you, you didn't get long, but there was a part where I'm like, when is Poffer going to get on the pitch? Hurry up! Then finally you get to go out there. Um, what were some of the first impressions where you got to line up against, you know, their world-class players in the, the Barca boys? And I think for some people, you watch them on TV and they seem big, but you actually stand next to them. They are quite big. Yeah. Um, the day before when we trained at the stadium, we just finished training and the Barca players were walking through a change room. And you just see all, like, the big names walking through it. And, like, it was, like, feel like royalty. Like, everyone just stare, stop and staring. And, like, then at the end, like, Danny Alves. And they walk with so much confidence. And it's just, like, wow. It's, like, honestly jaw-dropping watching them. But, like, on the pitch, you don't – well, I don't know. When I play, I don't think, like, oh, my God, I'm playing against, like, these players. I just try and concentrate on my job. And then, like, after the game, I can pr- probably think about it. But at that moment, like, I don't really think of it. Like, like I marked the Bamiang, but I didn't really think of it. Like, I was marking a Bamiang, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So, whose who's shirt did you get? Um, I tried to get a Bamiang shirt, but he already promised it to one of the other players. Yeah. Um, but I got one of the young boys. His name's Swandro. Yeah. And then I remember I asked Issa, because he was speaking Spanish to... In the assistant coach, I like, can you please get me a top? And he got me one of the players who didn't play, Sergio Dest. Yep. And yeah, it's just in my room now. It's pretty amazing to see that young kid, Gavi, as well, who he's going to be one of the best players in the world. Like, he's a young kid at the World Cup who's uh, been eliminated for Spain. But to see him, like, that's, you can say that you've shared the, the pitch with him, who's his next level. Yeah, honestly, like, all those, gu- all those guys, they do the small, small details so perfectly. Like, Ball speed, the ball's not bobbling, and everything is just so quick. But it's not much different to like the level we play at. Mm. And I feel like, especially like a lot of the A League, it's getting a lot better. And I feel like the fans should get on, like, get more on board because you see like Goody, Lecky, and all that competing against world class players, and they're all playing the A League. Yeah. And then it's not much difference. So, Amelia, talk us through this. Um, we see on social media everybody's losing their mind because a world-class, famous women's international footballer is sitting watching the match with 
uh, Izzy Hodgson and sitting around here. So can you can you talk us through this here? Like, so the whole, everyone's lost their mind about it. Did you know that this was happening? What's what's going Are you on? About Vivian? Yeah. So yeah, it was. Um, I can't remember what we were. We were playing at Playford, right? Yeah. And we had just like a trial game against the boys. And me and Grace were just sitting down, like, bad put our boots on. And I look behind me. And, like, I just, like, in my peripheral vision, I see Vivian. I'm like... Now, Vivian's what? surname, for the people who don't know who we're speaking about, can you say her surname? Um. <laughs> <laughs> we can't. That's all right. That's all right. We'll just call her Vivian. That's all right. Yes. I interrupted you. Keep going. <laughs> so, yeah, I turn around. And I just see her. And I just turn back. And then, like, a couple... I'm a bit slow, so, like, it's... A couple seconds later, I look at Grace and I'm like, is that Vivian? And we just couldn't believe it. We were shocked. The whole game, I was just like, in my head, is that really Vivian? So do we know why she was here? Um, she's like really good friends with Mush. Right, okay. So they played together when they were young. Um, and then, yeah, she just, she had a little break and Mush was like, come over to Adelaide. And yeah, just... She just had a little break here and... It's amazing. It's like nobody knew that she was here yeah. and then she's back playing and she's playing well and then we see that she's, she's in Adelaide. Arsenal. Like, exactly. Cool. It's just crazy. It's amazing that she's <laughs> here. So okay, cold. so let me ask you both. Um, uh, Amelia, for you, you are playing in a match. It could be an international match. Are you going to ask a player on the pitch if you can swap shirts with them or do you wait for the tunnel? Because this is one of the things which has been spoken about since the Socceroos played against um, Argentina. Like, do you ask a player on the pitch or, as uh, Alex says, um, opponent till now, then afterwards, once the whistle's blown, you can ask. Yeah, what, what, afterwards. And who's someone that you would swap your shirt with if you had the opportunity? doesn't matter who you're playing against. I think Marta, Brazilian player. Mm-hmm. She's a crazy player. Um, who else? Oh, obviously Neymar. That would be that would be pretty cool. I was getting a bit jealous. You never like, know. You never know well, that, I mate. Could, I could. You never know. You never know. So this is the thing that people were speaking about. So what's the protocol then at the end of the match? Does So in your experience with the Barca game, do you then go to the change room and you stand outside and you're like, hi, I'd like to meet this player and they're pretty accommodating? Because we know that um, the bloke from Central Coast, Jason Cummings, he asked for a couple of shirts and Mbappe said, uh, go to the change room. Didn't happen. He got rejected twice, which is hilarious. Yeah, I saw that video. Oh, my God. <laughs> It was so bad. It was, but everyone obviously wants a messy shirt at that point. Um, so then you just you go to the change rooms afterwards and then you say, can I swap? Well, if you can't cop one on the pitch, like I feel like if I'm versing a top striker, I'll ask on the pitch, but if they say no, I'll probably like go ask in the change room after. But yeah. it all depends like who you're versing as well. Because not everyone loves Messi. So it's like, as Craig Goodwin kind of said, that he's going to go to the player that he thought had impacted him in the game or um, someone that he played against. So he went to Griezmann from yeah. France, which was which was lovely. So I love that. Um, I wanted to talk to you guys about your personal lives because uh, this is the elephant in the room we're not discussing here, so we can talk about anything. So um, you guys are in love, which is great. Um, so, But you, you had a, a unique way of meeting one another. So who wants to tell this story about how you both met? Yeah, you can. Okay, go, Amelia. You tell the story. Uh, picture it. So it's the day before a doubleheader. We, <laughs> the men are training before us and we're at Cooper Stadium. <clears throat> and the boys are just going out to train. And um, I'm with my friend. And I think we're trying to find um, her name tag. Mm-hmm. 
and we're just we're looking around for it and she had a promo before so we thought it was in the men's change room so we walk around trying to find it go to the men's change room just like at the entrance and this this guy walks out <laughs> I bump straight into him and he previously slid in a couple of times so like I knew who he was <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. Okay, and then you fell in love instantly. <laughs> and then, yeah, we both we were like, hey, how are you? But, like, at exactly the same time, it was super awkward. No one knows how we were that day because we didn't answer each other's question. And then we just got started talking and, yeah. Do you find it easier that um, – I'm not being a, a love life counsellor or anything like that, but um, <laughs> because, because you both obviously uh, play the sport professionally, it means that you both have an understanding of – um, how each other is going to be after a loss potentially and how your moods will change and your preparation and things like that. Is that something which um, I think it'd be challenging to be in a relationship if you're not a, uh, an athlete with someone who is one or, and vice versa? Do you find that makes it a lot easier to support one another through those times? Oh, 100%, especially like with my family, like after a tough loss, like I don't want to speak to anyone and they don't really understand that. But like, I feel like me and Millsy, like, like after a tough loss, we like know how to give each other space if we need it or not, or like say the right, uh, ask the right questions, and like not make the like the loss worse. Mm. You know? So, who is more romantic? Uh, you can answer this question, oh. Amelia. Is is Papa more romantic, or are you? I say we're kind of equal, but nah, Alex is pretty good. He he's. He cooks me so much food. What does he cook you? Oh, he's got like this special, special like stir fry that he makes. Yeah, nah, he's he's a good boy. He's very romantic. And uh, does Amelia cook anything for you? Uh, lately, she's actually been, been cooking me lunch <laughs> after training, which is really nice. <laughs> but, <laughs> but what? <laughs> but um, she's still got a bit of work. Oh. <laughs> Whoa, just putting it out there. Um, well, your focus is obviously both on Adelaide United at the moment, but um, does it make you both excited to see the potential of where playing here can get you? We can see um, both in the men's and, and women's side of things that there is obviously going to be overseas interest, um, and this is what our leagues are all about, that is developing players to send them off to bigger and better things. Do you have ambitions to – does your mind start thinking about that now, Popper, or are you solely focused on making sure you're doing everything you can for Adelaide United? Um, obviously, there's talk um, what's happening in a couple of years, like when people ask you, like – oh, what's happening next year and all that. But I just don't really think about that because especially the last year, one year ago I was injured and now I'm in this position where I'll never have thought I'd be in. And who knows what's going to happen exactly one year time. Like so much can happen so quickly. So like there's really no point dwelling or thinking about what's going to be hap- like happening in the next year. So I just try like... Just concentrate week by week, just improve on myself and if I keep improving, everything will fall into place. What about for you? You've obviously, you're in talks already when it comes to national representation and in less than 12 months' time, you never know anything can happen when it comes to football. So you might be playing in a World Cup. That might just might happen. Um, what, what goes through your mind when you hear things like that? Yeah, no, it's crazy to think about. Like, up until... Like, this year, I've never really been called into any camps or anything. And just to be able to put on the badge and represent your country is crazy. And it's um, 
it's almost like an addiction. I just want to keep doing it and get as far as I can and hopefully go to Europe one day, play in the Premier League. That would be amazing. Yeah, just represent my country as many times as I can and hopefully push for the um, team next year. There's only been um, a handful of people as well that um, have Indigenous Australian heritage that have been able to do that, which I'm sure for your family, it's a really beautiful thing. Um, I love that so we have a lot to do with Travis Dodd and to see the pride that he has. Um, it's a really special thing and time for you and your family. Yeah, no, it's so special just to be proud of who you are and play with that as well. And yeah, no, it's the best. Well, guys, this has been great. You were both really nervous beforehand, but uh, you've done a really good job. Good luck with uh, the doubleheader against Wellington. So, what do you travel on the same plane? Do you sit next to each other, or what happens here? Honestly, we've got to make the team first. Listen to me. He's waited till the end to Man drop the, the cliche. Man of the match. Yeah, just going to take it one week at a time, see if I get selected. Oh, shut up, sure, Popper. Sure. Um, well, guys, good luck. And then um, we're back here for another doubleheader as well. So um, it's all happening. We've got to get used to playing Wellington and then playing the Jets. But, um, guys, congratulations for how you, you carry yourselves professionally and personally. And it's great to speak with you right now at the, the beginning of your careers and you're a credit to the family, but also um, to Adelaide United. We're very lucky to have you both. So thanks for joining us on the pitch and we'll see you back here at Cooper's very soon. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much.